from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. Traffic fatalities were down during Ohio's four-day Christmas holiday period. Doug Petcash reports. The Ohio State Highway Patrol says nine people died in eight fatal crashes from Friday, December 22nd through Monday, December 25th. That's down from 12 people killed in crashes in 2022. Of the nine deaths this year, five were not wearing a seatbelt, and impaired driving played a role in two of the crashes. Oftentimes our troopers uh, arrive on these scenes and we do see something that is preventable. And getting behind the wheel impaired or not buckling up is certainly a preventable act. With a holiday known for partying just down the road, Sergeant Ryan Purpura urges everyone to plan ahead to line up a sober driver or use a rideshare service. We want people to have fun with their families, their loved ones, their friends, but we don't want those memories to become uh, turn a tragedy where somebody makes a choice to get behind wheel impaired and, and takes their own life or somebody else's life or hurts themselves or someone else in our roadways. I'm Doug Petcast. Governor Mike DeWine's 10-day window to make a decision on a bill concerning transgender youth in Ohio ends tomorrow night. Kevin Landers says among the provisions, it would ban transgenders from playing girls and women's sports. He could sign it into law, he could veto it, or he could do nothing and let the bill pass without his signature. But I spoke with OSU political science professor emeritus Paul Beck about a fourth option. He does have a line item veto, so he could go into the bill and knock out or veto provisions of it that he doesn't particularly like while letting other ones stand. The line item veto would be highly unusual, but again, the governor could use it. If the governor does sign this bill into law, Ohio would join about 20 other states that have banned gender-affirming health care for transgender youth. Reporting outside the state house, Kevin Landers. Police in Lakewood near Cleveland are into their fifth day of searching for a missing one-year-old. Dave Chodowski has more. Authorities say Choice Walters was taken by her mother, Ariel Walters, after she stabbed her husband in the back at Cove Park. Police say they have spoken with the mother on the phone several times, but she is not cooperating and they have not been able to locate her. Investigators say by the end of the week, they will likely reach out to the U.S. Marshal's Office, FBI, and National Missing Children's Network for help. I'm Dave Chodowski. The husband was seriously injured in the stabbing. Two suburban Columbus boys ages 15 and 16 were killed in a car carrying three other teens Saturday night. Clay Gordon has more. We're now learning that all five students were from Pickerington Central High School. The tragedy happened late Saturday night near the OSU campus after they drove through a red light hitting another car in the intersection. Two of the teens were pronounced dead at the scene. Everyone else was treated for minor injuries. We did receive a statement from the school overnight saying that support services will be available on campus as students return from break. The investigation into the fatal crash continues. I'm Clay Gordon. Four current or former state officials, all Republicans from central Ohio, were the targets of swatting calls on Tuesday. Yolanda Harris explains. State Representative Kevin Miller, State Senator Andrew Brenner, former State Representative Rick Carfagna, and Attorney General Dave Yost all had police show up to their homes. There were reports of a shooting at each of the locations. Now, all four believe they were targeted because they supported a bill that went into effect earlier this year, making swatting a felony. Senator Brenner says he wants to talk to congressional leaders about federal penalties for these incidents. State Representative Kevin Miller of Newark says swatting calls triggering a police response are dangerous. Officers put themselves at risk each and every day. So um, for someone to, to 
to you know pull off a hoax like this, um, putting them at risk, the other motorists at risk. Um, it's very aggravating. Also on Tuesday, threats were made to hospitals and synagogues in the Cincinnati and Toledo areas, as well as in Fulton County and in Finley. A cybersecurity issue that occurred on Christmas Eve still has some Ohio lottery payouts in limbo. Kiara Cotton reports. To contain the issue, they had to disconnect key systems for Ohio lottery players and winners. If you win $600 or more, for now, you cannot cash out that prize at a store or through the mobile app. But the funds can be claimed via mail or using a digital claim form. You can still check winning numbers online, either on the Ohio lottery website, their mobile app, or in store. The Ohio Lottery Commission said that they will notify the public when those functions are back up and running. I'm Kira Cotton. Back in May, the city of Athens in southeast Ohio entered into a contract to ban single-use plastic bags. Owen's Brett Wharf says the policy goes into effect January 1st. Violations for stores and restaurants include a fine, which if left unpaid will turn into a misdemeanor offense. Bags without handles, like those used for produce, will still be allowed. Original plans had the ban going into effect this past August. However, the date was moved to allow more time to adjust. Athens Rethink Plastics is an organization helping locals in the area prepare for the switch. They suggest shoppers bring in their own reusable bags. Brett Wharf, ONN News, Southeast Ohio. Snow trails in Mansfield opened last week, but the warm weather has forced it to shut down again temporarily until snowmaking can resume. Lindsay Mills reports. The ideal temperature is 29 degrees. Once the temps drop into the 20s, it can take 72 hours to make enough snow to get the slopes open. Generally, a season is about 90 days long. One of the shortest seasons was in 2015. It was a little less than 70 days long. They hope to get those snow guns fired up by the end of next week. They have 74 that are ready to make snow here at Snow Trails. Lindsay Mills in Mansfield. The Boston Mills Resort in Northeast Ohio is open. The Cleveland Browns host the New York Jets tonight. A win gives Cleveland just its third playoff appearance since reforming in 1999 after the original Browns moved to Baltimore. The other playoff years were in the 2002 and 2020 seasons. Ohio State says only 7,500 of its allotted 12,500 tickets to tomorrow night's Cotton Bowl in Dallas were put to use. The rest were sent back to the Cotton Bowl to be sold. While Buckeye fans may not be motivated for the Cotton Bowl, the players are. For example, it's the first start as a Buckeye for quarterback Devin Brown. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of pressure with the game, but even my family was asking me, like, are you nervous for this game, this and that? And I'm like, I've been playing this game since I was seven years old. You know, it's, it's the same game, just in a bigger stadium. It looks like star receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. will not play. He has not been practicing with the team. Buckeyes offensive coordinator Brian Hartline says that means it's time for younger players like Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate to step up. This is what's coming next year. This is what your role could be if you take it and run with it. Now, nothing's given around here. Uh, everything's been earned. But the whole room in general, I think, is excited. And I, I'm excited to see some of these guys get different opportunities that maybe they haven't gotten through the year. Ohio State and Missouri in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WTOL in Toledo, WKYC in Cleveland, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.